shows uh, and, and encourage you. But I definitely didn't want this time to go by without saying thank you and sh- and giving you an opportunity to reflect over the over the over this year and think of, and, and give God the thanks that He deserves for what He had been doing for you. Some of you, He kept you from you know He He kept you in health. He kept you with a job. He kept you with peace of mind. And I'm saying that because you may have been between those things, but he still kept you. You know, and a lot of times when I would have a job, I used to tell people, I'm working for Jesus. When you're working for Jesus, you would always have a job. Amen. So we want to encourage you to continue to uh, uh, be about our father business. And as we go over to the Cottrell house today, we're going to take a couple of, we're going to take a few guests over there. We have uh, Brother Stephon Johnson. I call everybody brother. But Mr. Stephon Johnson, he played NBA ball. He played with the L.A. Clippers. And he's going to come over there and encourage our young men about the ups and downs. He played ball in Europe. He didn't went to places I would never, ever go because of just the nature of things there. But yet he found himself without. He found himself like it. And he looked up and said, God, have mercy on me. And he have a reason to be thankful. He's going to go over there and he's going to share that with our young men. Then we have a football player, a former football player, Eric Penn. Eric played for Notre Dame. He was an all-star. He played on the no, All-American. He played on the Notre Dame Championship when they won uh, the, the championship in their in the league at college. And, and Eric ran for 85 yards on one play for Notre Dame, and they won that game. Eric was, a, was an outstanding track and field athlete, and now he's now he's working in the lives of our young men to encourage them to get an education, to encourage them to pursue a career that that's life after football. And so we we thank those two men for coming over. Then we have a a a, a brother that was he's a musician. He was a gang member. He was a hustler, and now he's hustling and and he's he's setting up gangs for Christ. Now he's an OG. He's going to be over there with as our musical guest, and he's going to encourage those young men. So we got a lot going on in a few hours, but God is able. But uh, I just want to let you know what's going on here, and we're going to play a couple of uh, pre-recorded shows and just. Uh, just encourage you and kick back and relax and enjoy this time and this moment that we have here and just reflect on the goodness of God. You'll listen to Free on the Inside. Our college show is 310-982-4126. And if you uh, have someone that's in, uh, that needs some help or needs some assistance, why don't you uh, give, them, uh, give them my contact number, let them call and talk to us. And also uh, uh, try, to, uh, try to do something to help someone change their life. You know, it, be involved in someone's life. And so uh, we got our land is, uh, is coming in here. We have a few people that want to say hello to us. So we're going to bring them in in just a few minutes. We'll go ahead and enjoy this musical selection, and we'll be back with you shortly.
we have a uh, upcoming uh, pre-recorded program that we want you to listen to. It's called Baby Mama Drama. It was hosted by LaShondra Lewis. And as they do, uh, my sister, my friend, I'll let you uh, get a chance to enjoy some of that. Kick back and enjoy this episode of Baby Mama Drama. We're hosted by Sister Lewis on our Monday Ladies Night and My Sister, My Friend program. I want to introduce to you right now, Young Donovan. The problem we're facing right now is we're losing our children. Fathers, we need you. Can you feel me? This is Monette. Do we have anyone on the phone? Good evening. This is Monette. Hi. Um, I just wanted to um, let you all know real briefly that I thank you for calling in. This is the Mojo Blog Talk Radio show, and um, we have this show because we really believe in marriage, and we promote marriage and we demote divorce because at this day and age, divorce is such at a high rate that people are giving up on relationships, they're giving up on marriage, they're throwing in the towel to what we know as marriage. Real briefly, I'm going to ask you before you uh, ask any questions, just mute your phone so we won't get any background noise, if you would, please. So we believe that our audience believes in marriage, too. That's why you're calling in. And our show is an open dialogue forum that will allow you to ask questions, express your thoughts, and ask questions or bring up concerns about the topic at hand. So tonight our topic is baby mama drama. We selected this topic because on last week you – Our audience chose this topic, so we're really excited about this topic. Um, First, I'd like to uh, let you know that John and I are not licensed counselors, nor are we experts, but we feel that we have been led by God to help individuals concerning marriage. So we encourage you to call in and help us as we help others. I'm going to ask again, would you put your phone on mute? until you get ready to ask a question or state your concern, okay? All right. Okay, so with that said, um, we're going to have shows that talk about dating before and after marriage. We're going to talk about blended families, controlling in-laws, and not necessarily getting along with in-laws. I'm going to ask again to mute your phones, if you would, until you get ready to have a question or concern. Please mute your phone. Thank you. Okay, we're going to talk about managing money in a marriage, how to keep the flame burning, patience, not punishment, loving when it hurts. And that's just a few topics that we're going to hit on. But tonight's topic is baby mama drama. And first I would like to read to you a quote And it reads, open quote, baby mamas, 
put your pride and emotions aside and let the father of your child father his child peacefully, end quote. To me, this is a very biased quote because we talk about baby mama drama, but yet we really don't understand the true magnitude of baby mama drama. We really don't understand everybody's side of the story. We tend to always put the blame on the baby mama. Before we dive into our subject matter, I'd like to disclose that my husband is at work. Oh, I know. You know, if I wasn't aware that his schedule is made out a month in advance, I would always I, I would almost bet my money that he planned not to be here for this show. But he didn't. He really has to work. At any rate, wait, right, let's talk about the topic. So, why can't we all get along? Wouldn't it be wonderful if you came into a blended relationship where your mate had children that everyone could get along? In some cases it worked, but in other cases it doesn't. Is it because the father of your child has moved on and the baby mama has not? Is it because you don't like who he's moved on with? Or she doesn't like her child around the new woman in the picture? Is it because the woman is jealous and continues to play the victim? What if the person, he has moved on, and the woman that he's with is snobby, mean, and she just doesn't like the new woman in the picture? Or what if your baby daddy is a deadbeat and doesn't keep his end of the deal? That could cause some baby mama drama. What if he is taking care of someone else's kids but not his own? That could surely cause some baby mama drama. There are so many different scenarios to this topic. So how do we keep the peace? Love him and he loves you, but the drama continues. For the sake of all baby mamas across the world, I ask during this show that you refrain from revealing who you are as well as the baby mama you are referring to. Why? Because this is a Christian show, and I'm not ashamed to say it. But even as Christians, we still deal with some of the same issues as the world. So let's keep it tasteful. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about baby mama drama. I don't know about you, but I can definitely relate to baby mama drama. Are there any callers out there who would like to relate or expound about baby mama drama? If so, let's talk. All right, I hear you. Okay, well, maybe I should go ahead and be totally, totally honest about baby mama drama in my life. Well, Because of the fact that I don't want to cause any drama and the fact that things are very, very peaceful right now in our lives, I really don't want to throw my daughter's mother under the bus, okay? Right now everything's cool, but it wasn't always like that. 
We tried to keep the peace, but it always seems like whatever we did, it wasn't enough, or whatever she did wasn't enough. There were times when I really felt like going off on her. I wanted to tell her off. But for the sake of who I am, I feel that God would never let me tell her off or tell her what I was feeling. I really didn't understand it back then, but now I understand it. Sometimes you have to take the high road. Sometimes even though that individual is doing everything to get on your nerves, to cause confusion in your marriage, you and your mate still have to sit down, talk about things, and figure out how to make things work and work beyond the drama. There will come a time that you get so sick of the drama that you'll be like, you know what, we're not going to let that get to us. Because if you really look at the whole picture, there's two sides to every story. And although we're, li- we're looking from our perspective, you can rest assured that baby mama had some issues with us as well. So when I came to understand my place and who I was and where I was in my Christian walk, I could say to myself, no, I don't feel that I'm better than that individual. But what I do believe is that I'm better off. Why? Because I could see things clearly, maybe where she couldn't. And whenever my vision became cloudy, I would get on my knees and pray and ask God to help me because there were plenty of days that I needed some help. Has anybody out there ever felt like this or ever gone through anything? Ever gone through anything? Hey, Mo. Yes. Hello? Yes. Yes. Uh, I have a question. I have a question. Okay. Is it okay for is it okay for me to still have a, a great relationship with my uh baby mama and my uh, wife uh don't think that's a right a good relationship but uh, it, it was times that we couldn't talk but now I I feel like I can almost have any kind of conversation with my baby mama is that wrong? You know what? I don't think that's wrong at all. I think that there's a time where you have to draw the line, and you have to know how far that relationship can go. Because what you were trying to do is it's very difficult to please two women, but I do believe that you can keep the peace with your baby mama as well as your wife. So, no, I don't think it's a problem. As a matter of fact, I think it's healthy for you. I think it's healthy for your wife, and I think it's healthy for the child. Because at the end of the day, we tend to forget the impact that it caused on the children because normally, usually they're put in the middle. They're placed in the middle. So sometimes we have to step back and say, how is it affecting my child? So, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Actually, I think it's healthy. Thank you. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Paula. Hi, Mo. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hi. Hi. I have a question. Um, Well, actually, mine is more of a statement. Um, I kind of just want to encourage all of the wives of the who's dealing with the baby mama drama that sometimes, and like you were saying, if they would just kind of rise above, you know, and see the other side of the, you know, the one who's been left with the baby, so to speak, 
Mm-hmm. Um, they could help bring the peace, I think. You know? And you try know and maybe, I, you know, be like, female perspective. Does that make sense? Wow, that makes perfectly wow, that good makes sense. sense. Um, sometimes we um, fail to rise to the occasion, especially us as women, because um, for whatever um, reason we can also be confrontational, territorial. territorial. Think about it, the animals. The lioness, she's the lion who goes out and hunts. She brings the, the food back to the lion. And mm-hmm. it's kind of that same way when you look at human beings. You know, we are very territorial. We don't want anybody else to raise on our territory. I know I don't, and I'm just going to keep it real. So at some point we have to say, is it worth it? Let me look at the whole entire picture here, and let me look at things from a different perspective. Because keep in mind, most of the time men tend to move on far quicker than the woman. We want that individual uh, to explain to us, you know, what happened, what's going on, why we're with this person, why we chose this person over us. But at the end of the day, sometimes you don't get that closure, and you have to be okay with that. And you have to move on as that baby mama. And right. not cause trauma, you know. And then you as a father, you got to step up and be a father to that child. Mm-hmm. You know? Definitely. Definitely. So I think that's a I valid statement. I think it's a great statement. I appreciate you bringing class and a Christian aspect to it because, of course, generally when the topic is discussed, it's, you know, all of, out of control. But I really appreciate the um, Christian aspect that you bring to it. Well, thank you very much. That's what it's all about. Thank you. Thank you, caller. Hi. Yeah, so tell me, I understand everything that y'all saying, but what if the baby mama just won't go away? It's always just drama after drama after drama. You know, you, you study bringing misery into the household. You study picking at the baby daddy. Baby daddy paying all his money in child support. He's, I mean, begging to see his child that you won't let him see. But then you take him back to court. Child support get increased. Then he got to pay all his money to get a lawyer. I mean, so how do you get past it? How do you even forgive a person for just constantly bringing drama into your house? Well, I think you um, basically laid it on the line. You said this person is bringing drama to your household. Keep in mind, that person can't bring drama into your household unless you allow it. So at some point, you've got to say, is is it worth allowing this person to get to us and come between our marriage? That person may not ever change, but what you can do is change how you react to that individual. Sometimes it's difficult because you feel like that person is conforming you into something that you really don't want to be. But trust and believe if you are willing to work on your marriage and make your marriage work, you'll find a way to deal with that individual in a peaceful way at any means necessary. And sometimes you feel like you're losing a battle Sometimes you feel like you're getting beat up. 
But one thing I have learned in our situation is that kindness is everything. And what can you do or say to an individual when that individual is kind to you? Are you going to slap that person in the face? Are you going to curse that person out? Lord forbid. But if that person does, sometimes you can be the better woman and walk away. Because if that person knows or even thinks that they can bring any type of discord into your home, they're going to keep doing what they've always been doing. But once they see that you two are going on, living your life, loving one another, coming together as one, and making your thing work, then they're going to stop doing their thing, and that is to cause a seed of discord. When a baby mama isn't happy, there's not much you can do about it because it takes time. It takes healing. It takes their eyes being open to their life and what's going on in their life, okay? Because the way that you're looking at that individual, they're also looking at you in that same light. He's not doing that. She's not doing this. So there's always two sides, meaning her side may not even be right. But that's just the way she's going to look at things. So in the end, the way to proclaim peace is not to get caught up in all the drama. Now, I'm not going to say you're not going to get mad because I did at times. I'm not going to say that you won't get angry for a day or two or three days or a week because you will. But you at some point have to be mature enough to say, I'm bigger than that. She will not get to me. I'm going to pray for her, pray about her situation, pray about my stepchild, and hope that God can release her for whatever from whatever she's going through, and that someday we can get along. Now, I do believe that you can love a person and not like them. There may be some skeptics out there who may disagree with me, and I'm okay with that. A radio show that is geared toward young women, older women, sisters of all ages and races. Tonight, we have our panel is going to be Sister Beverly tonight and I, your host, LaShondra Lewis. We're going to be discussing tonight domestic violence. Those of you that are listening, good good evening. Say good evening, Beverly. Good evening. Yes, we want to bring to you tonight, uh, first we'd like to thank you for joining us tonight. And on our panel tonight we have Beverly and LaShondra. (laughs) And we want to talk to you this evening about domestic violence. You know that um, there has been some laws um, made in here in Dallas, Texas, for the prevent and a prevention and 
help for those who suffer domestic violence. Beverly, would you like to enlighten us a little bit about um, what you found out today? Well, I was just focusing on the Dallas part. I know that there has been a recent law to um, to curtail domestic violence. Um, Mayor Wildlands of Dallas has planned a rally for March 23rd, a man against abuse. Um, in his statement during Dallas Morning News, Michael, uh, Mayor Rollins stated that a man doesn't hurt a woman, a man doesn't find jokes about hitting women funny, and a man doesn't turn the other way when he knows a woman isn't the victim of abuse. There's an 80, estimated 85% of domestic violence victims are women. An estimated 1.3 million women, women are victims of physical assault. And these are generally women's, women ages 20 to 24 years old, although that isn't um, entirely true. We know that it goes from 20 to sometimes to 50 and 60 years old. Women have been victims of violence for many years, sometimes in one relationship. Uh, there's also statistics to say that one-third of female homicide victims that are reported in police records are killed by an intimate partner. And less than one-fifth of victims reported an injury from an intimate partner violence sought treatment following the injury. So our country, from one end to the next, is um, riddled with domestic violence uh, a lot of times causing death. Uh, our children are seeing domestic violence. It says an estimated 30 to 60% of perpetrators of intimate partner violence also abuse the children in the household. So we've got a real serious problem. It didn't just occur. It's been occurring for years, but it's now getting more uh, publicity than before. And uh, women are coming out and talking about it like uh, they used to before, but keep it hidden, wouldn't talk about it. But now women are coming out and speaking about it. And not only are women also victims, but there are men who are victims of domestic violence as well. Yes, uh, we do have a lot of women who have um, gotten the nerve to um, want to have something done about this because it, it's just become an epidemic and um, the women today are just tired of going through this but not only women are abused, there are men that are abused also and they um kind of speaking out, they're also kind of speaking out but I wanted to also give a little information, Beverly that I don't know if you spoke on because I ran away from the phone for a minute but um, I, I have was looking up the information that says get educated and we want to just tell our ladies that are listening tonight what domestic violence is and I um looked it up and it said domestic violence can be defined as a partner or behavior in any relationship that is used to gain or maintain power and control over an intimate partner. It says the abuse is physical, sexual, emotional, economic, or psychological actions that that threaten another one are the threats of actions that influence another person. This includes any behaviors 
that frighten, intimidate, terrorize, manipulate, hurt, humiliate, blame, injure, or wound someone. Domestic violence can happen to anyone of any race, age, sexual orientation, religion, or gender. It can happen to couples who are married, living together, or who are dating. Domestic violence also affects people socioeconomically backgrounds and educational levels. So that's just telling me that in every or any walk of life, there can be domestic violence um, happen to our sisters or our brothers. And uh, we have to be aware that if you're being intimidated or threatened, you're being violated. You're, you can succumb to some kind of violence. And there's something that you can do about that. And did they go ahead and pass the law, Beverly, here in Dallas, or do you know how where the standing is on that? I think it was a, I think it was a federal law. Um, let me see if I can find it. Um, okay. The most serious I thing I think that's coming now is that. Um, Used to be, it's always been an issue of domestic violence um, in the homes. It's not, it's nothing that's really new. Um, but what's happening now, more so than any other time before, is that there are more deaths with it now. More people are getting um, um they're not just being physically abused, they're, um, they're being killed. Um, men used to just beat their women and uh, their wives or girlfriends or whatever, and um, when they got tired, they'd walk away. Today, um, for some reason, women think that they can park him out of it. Um, I know I've watched a few shows on it, and one of the things you notice that uh, the women will be more concerned about what they're leaving, uh, their home, the the things that they have, and they will go right into the neighborhood down the street as opposed to moving across the country. Um, They'll go right in the same neighborhood. They created a law called the Violence Against Women Reauthorization Act of 2013. It says, after a heated debate last week, Congress voted to reauthorize the Violence Against Women's Act, VWWA, for another five years, and President Obama signed the bill into law on March 7, 2013. Originally passed in 1994, the VAWA protects women from domestic and sexual abuse and has been used by victims in cases of workplace sexual harassment. The reauthorized measure will create and expand federal programs to assist communities with law enforcement and aid sexual abuse and domestic violence victims. It provides funding to improve the criminal justice response to sexual assault and make sure that victims have access to necessary services. The new law also offers protection for Native American, immigrant, gay, bisexual, and transgender victims. 
Now, that's the new part of that law where before the law just really covered um, just women of different ethnic groups. Now, this law covers Native women, which were not included before, immigrant, gay, bisexual, and gender victims. So now it covers victims of both sexes, male and female. Okay. That's that's, that's good because uh, it needs to just cover everybody who's being abused because there is no need for one individual to abuse another one. My take on that is just if you find that you're being abused, just get out. (laughs) Just go walk off because uh, to tell the sisters tonight, Beverly, that they need to know that they don't have to stay in that abusive situation. Um, God will pro- uh, provide for them. He will make sure that whatever they're leaving or whatever they think they're going to lose by getting away from that, he can provide it for them. He can give them more than ever um, that they have ever had. But if they just step out on faith, with him and take care of themselves and their children because abuse is not a pretty sight. And you can recover material things. You can recover for the things that you lost. There are places that you can go that will help you reestablish yourself. They'll even retrain the, you know, the homemakers that think that they have to stay and be abused because they don't work. You can be trained to these days in those kind of situations to get you a, a good job that will take care of you and your children. So there's no reason for you to have to stay and be abused, right? Well, yes, but let's put ourselves in the woman's position. Um, you're a woman. I met a young lady on the train one morning. I was going to work. And um, she had two babies. It was two or three babies, I can't remember. And she had left the man she was living with, who I don't believe was her husband. And uh, she had left Cameron was coming to Dallas, but when she got to Dallas, there was nobody for her to live with. So I took her over to Dallas uh, Life Foundation, now called Dallas Life to get her and the children someplace to stay. But a lot of times when when I talked to her about where her clothing and stuff was, she said he had thrown her clothes away. And um, he was doing all types of little things to uh, make her know, okay, if you go out of here, you won't have a phone, you won't have any clothes, you won't have this, you won't have that. So you better come back. And sometimes the women... Um, are not as sure of what their future holds. Um, the, the fear is so strong in their lives that to tell a woman that God will provide and he'll do these things for you, we know he will, and we, we you know, he's shown himself to, to, to do just that. But problem with a woman that if you've got that young girl with two or three babies and it's winter time, she has no coat. The kids just barely have a coat. She um, she had one stroller to try and hold two babies in and 
uh, she had no money, um, to tell her that at that time really doesn't meet her needs because we can tell her that after we get her situated and uh, give her, uh, take her out of the cold and give her some food and a place to stay. We can talk to her about Jesus, but right now when that woman's going through that, it's our job to help her find that place where she can take her kids out of the cold and give them some food. And then we can talk to her about Christ, but we have to, I believe that Jesus always met the needs first of the people and to get them to understand what uh, he would do for them, what he can do for them, what he will do for them. But although uh, they're suffering, we can't talk to them about Jesus, but I think that our first uh, thing that he would have us do for them is to meet their needs, is to, ride, to help them get that place and help them get that food and help them take care of their kids because uh, that's the most important thing. Otherwise, they're going to go back into that violent situation because uh, they're, they're, they don't believe that there's anybody out here they can trust or anybody who wants to help them. Since they don't have any money, they don't have anything, they really just feel like they're stuck out here by themselves, which is what that young lady felt like. Okay, Beverly, I do I do agree with the meeting the need of the young ladies or the people that are in that situation, but I'm speaking upon the mindset, first of all, of the person who wants to get out of the abusive relationship. They have to do some research, first of all. First of all, I believe that they have to make up their mind that they're going to get out of that, that they no longer want to be involved in that situation. Then, after they make their mind up, I'm feeling that they should do their research and find out what is available in the city that they're in that will help them because you can always um, look it up. The Internet is so broad now and it has so much information on it that there's no reason that you can't go to it and find out um, what avenues are available for the person or they can go to their minister or their church or friends that have been in the situation or um, whomever that they can ask questions about it, you know, once if they're seeking to get out. I, that's what my, um, that's what my yeah, issue is. Yeah, I understand. You know, but first you do really have to seek uh, God's provision for you, and there are resources and provisions out here if you just when you make up your mind to do it. That was out. That was really what I was just saying. So yeah. I agree with the fact that they do have to have their their needs met at that time. But there are lots of resources available through the internet. I think in Dallas you can call three one one and they'll provide information for shelters or for women's um women's home for battered women. They will provide information for you to get uh some place to stay or if you need a shelter overnight until you can get with a family member or a relative or a friend or Whatever, but the fact remains that there is help available that you have to seek it. You know, you just can't be so 
uh, wound up and said, well, I don't know what I'm going to do or how I'm going to do this when you can go and research the information that you need, either on the Internet or dialing 311 or calling a friend. That would be my first suggestion to them. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree also what you said about the out of mind made up because you don't want to get out here. And sometimes with the economy the way it is, with cutbacks and everything, organizations that were open now are no longer open, so it takes a lot more searching to find a place to go to. But I agree with you that they do have to have their mind made up because it's like the old people used to say, it's when you get tired of being tired of this is when your mind is made up. That's when you know I'm ready to go whether we have to sleep in the corner or we have to sleep in the car. We have to sleep here one night and there the next night. Any night sleeping even on the street is better than sleeping in a house where I don't know if he's going to come in and knock me upside my head or um when I cook something, he says it's not good enough, whether he's sober or drunk. You know, being fearful, you don't know how he's going to come in, you know, when he's going to come in, and sometimes they do it in the middle of the night. So I agree that you have to have your mind made up, but, it, again, it's like the old people used to say, it's when you get, you've get you gotten tired of being tired, and you've gotten tired of being beaten and threatened, put down, and one of the things about domestic partners is that sometimes um, there's not only the physical abuse, there's also the verbal abuse. Right. And the partners will, particularly when a woman's had a baby or she's been ill or something, they will use that opportunity to tear the woman down even further. Uh, sometimes when she's maybe has been lost all the way from having her baby, or she's been sick and, you know, she doesn't quite bounce back right right away, they will use those times to attack her um, about how she looks and about the way she acts and um, calling her she's unintelligent, she's this and she's that. And so they take that to tear the woman's self-esteem down. And so when someone's torn your self-esteem down and, you know, you're not looking your best, you're not feeling your best, it's kind of hard to get a grip on reality. And then you have to, like you said, you have to make that mind up that you're really going to leave now and not believe all those lies that that person has said to you that nobody else wants you, look at you, you know, you're raggedy and all that stuff. So um, it's really that person really having to have somebody that they can go to that continuously builds them up. Because he, I'm saying he, but generally it is men that uh, will tear the woman down, tear her self-esteem down so that when she looks in the mirror, she doesn't see anybody because he's told her that she is a nobody. So it does take a lot of uh, strength to keep going. Right. Well, I wanted to uh, educate our listeners also and ask the listeners if you're interested in our conversation tonight or if you just want to give us some of your input, give us a call at 310-982-4126, 310-982-4126, and let us know what you think tonight. We're here to listen to you, to give you information that you may need on uh, domestic violence and 
um, just listen to your comments. Uh, you just need somebody to talk to. Give us a call at 310-982-4126. <coughs> Excuse me. I also wanted to tell you ladies that are listening about uh, you may be in an abusive, uh, emotional abusive relationship if your partner calls you names, insults you, or continually criticizes you, as Beverly said, does not trust you and acts jealous or possessive, tries to isolate you from your family or your friends, won't let you go anywhere, tell you you can't do this and you can't do that. If they monitor where you go and who you call and who you spend time with, if they don't want you to work, if they control your finances or refuses to share their money with you, uh, they punish you by withholding affection or sex or just being uh, intimate. Uh, they expect you to ask for permission and you're a grown person. That's uh, that's emotional abuse. Uh, if they threaten to hurt you, the children, your family, or your pets, that's emotional abuse and uh, humiliates you, like Beverly said, if you're in public or in any kind of way. Those are signs of emotional abuse. Only, that's not just physical. Those are playing with your mind, and they tell you things about yourself that's not really that's not true at all. And we have to think beyond what they're telling us. We have to have a confidence in ourselves that we not to let anybody take control of us as, um, in our mindset like that, because truly that is abuse. Um, if they damage your property or get angry at you and throw things, and uh, if they are pushing or slapping or hitting you um, or choked you, that's a that's physical abuse. Um, if you've been abandoned in a dangerous or unfamiliar place, uh, scared you by driving recklessly or used a weapon to threaten or hurt you, force you to leave your home. Uh, just all, there's all kinds of um, situations that we go through about uh, being dom- domestically abused, and we don't have to go through that. There are numbers that we can call. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, there is a abuse hotline. I'm going to give you the number that you can call to be safe in case you are having some of these issues or you want to call and talk to somebody about being abused, uh, we have a domestic violence hotline, and that number is 1-800-799-SAFE, 1-800-799-7233. And you can call these people, and they will give you advice, and they will be there to listen to you to let you know what you can do and where you can go. That's the abuse hotline. And uh, we want to give you that information so that if you're in a situation at this time and you want to talk to somebody about it, just call that hotline number. The domestic hotline number is 1-800-799-7233. Give us a call at 310-982-4126 if you want to talk to us tonight about this or give us your opinion, those out there in Blog Talk Radio land. Help us tonight spread the word about the domestic violence that's going on in our city right now because children are being affected. 
you are being affected. Your family is being affected. Studies suggest that up to 10 million children witness some form of domestic violence annually, and we don't want our children exposed to uh, even their dads or their moms being victims of violence or being abused because it does affect the children. Um, I was uh, had a friend whose child was being uh, abused by the mother, and he started acting out in school, and um, the counselor had to talk to the kid, and then the kid just spilled his guts and told everything that was going on in the house uh, about the abuse of the father and the, how the mother reacted and what was going on with her. And, and 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 after he talked to her, it seems like he was he got better because he had somebody that he could talk to. But we don't want to get that far in the relationship where our, our children start acting out or start having to talk to someone else about the abuse that they're going through. So I'm sure you heard some other stories about the abuse, right? That concludes that portion of our uh, pre-recorded interview with Sister Lewis and Beverly Beasley on domestic violence. You know that at a record that recording was some time ago, but it's still relevant today. We still have those issues that's plaguing the family and communities in our nation. And so uh, we ask you to, if you uh, know someone that's, that's been abused by in domestic violence, being male or female. Uh, try to get some information regarding that. Try to get them some help. And we realize that we can't help everyone, but we should be guilty of trying to help somebody. Don't put your life in danger, okay? But help change your life in Jesus' name. I want to thank you once again for listening to another episode of Free on the Inside. We're going to uh, end this program here at the allotted time, which is about 9 o'clock. And so we're getting ready to go over to the Cottrell House. We'll give you a report on it next week. And we come back, and we are looking forward to being back with you next week with some more great guests. And the last few weeks I've been doing pre-recorded shows and, and abbreviated shows, so these are busy times. But I'm never too busy to take care of my father's business. And thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of what we're doing. Because without you, it wouldn't be no me. And without us, it wouldn't be no Christ Jesus dwelling richly in our life. Oh, guess what? We're the only person that people are ever going to, you're the only God that people will ever see. So go out and help change your life in Jesus' name. Grace and Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Dear Lord, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for this day. Dear Lord, this is time of the year as we come up on Thanksgiving. Every day is a, is a day of Thanksgiving in the life of the believer. But we want to be mindful. Some people don't feel that way. Some people feel like that they have no reason to even live. But let us be able to show them, dear Lord, through our love, through our smile, through our words of encouragement, that Christ Jesus loved them just as well as he loved everyone else. That you are no respecter person. Dear Lord, thank you for this opportunity. We pray that you continually to uh, show yourself might in the life of the believers. And we pray that people's lives and hearts being changed by the rendering of this program, by being involved in ministry, by just involved in someone else's life. Dear Lord, thank you. As we get ready to wind down, we want to uh, give thanks to everyone. We miss you, Brother Daniel, this morning. Brother Daniel's out taking care of some business, so we're looking forward to having him back next week. we look, we got some great guests coming up. They're, they're scheduled to be a part of the show, so we're looking forward to them coming in and sharing with, what God has for them. Amen. And so we're looking forward to you uh, continuing to come on back and be a part of what we're doing. You Remember that you can always go back to any of these shows and, you, and they're archived. So you can archive our shows, and you can go and uh, 
and listen to them in its entirety and catch up on some of the show that you may have missed. We've been doing this a number of years, so but we thank God for it. And then some of the shows will make you smile because you can see how the ministry has changed quite a bit since our first broadcast. So I encourage you to go back and listen to show number one, okay? It definitely put a smile on your face. And you said, Brother Lewis, <laughs> you something else. But we want to thank God for allowing us to do it. And I like to keep those shows up there and let everyone know that we ain't always got to be at our best behavior. We ain't always got to do things right. You know, we have some people say they don't want to do anything because they're scared of messing up. Well, that's what? That's why they have an eraser and a pencil, well, right? Because if you mess up, you get a chance to erase it. Who can erase it? Our Heavenly Father. He turned these things around. Amen. And so I want you to be mindful that it's nothing too hard for God. I want you to be mindful if God be for you, who could be against you? I want you to be mindful that God loves you no matter what's going on in your life, all right? And so as we get ready to get out of here, thank you once again. Looking forward to speaking with you uh, at the next appointed time. So God's be the glory. Amen. Amen. So talk with you later on. God bless you. Have a great day in the Lord.